to the Rook Show. Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Rook Show. We are live. I am going to go to a brief commercial break so that we can prep our guests. Hold on momentarily. Um, we will have Miss Faye Alexander Walker um, coming to you live from Macon, Georgia. Her organization is Healing of Affliction. Very interesting guest today. Um, I'm excited to have her on. She will be bringing on a member of her organization to assist her uh, with this interview. I'll be doing this alone today. My co-host, Brandy Jackson, is off for her birthday weekend. Happy birthday to Brandy. I won't say how old she is, but... I want everybody to uh, go to her Facebook page, Brandy Jackson, and wish her a happy birthday. Um, She's taking the day off so she can celebrate. Hold on for a commercial break, and uh, we'll be back with our guests shortly. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Moon 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and a gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cuff shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. Okay, we are back live. We do have our guest on the line. We are waiting for um, the other guest to come on to the line. When she comes on the line, Miss Faye, uh, have her to press 1 so that I'll know that she is uh, is on the line. Um, I want to introduce Miss Faye Walker-Alexander to the show. Miss Faye, how you doing? I'm doing good, and yourself? Just fine, just fine. Good to uh, hear your voice. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. And how about yourself? You know I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. I'm uh, I'm excited to have you on the show. Um, like we talked earlier, I think you uh, represent something that's very rare um, in today's time. 
it's not a lot of strong women out there like yourself. So uh, share some things about you with the listening audience that makes you so special, things that I may already know, whatever you want to share before we get into what it is that you um, represent. Oh, you being modest now. I don't know if it makes me special. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. What I do know, <laughs> I don't know if this makes me special as I just said, but um, I have accepted a position with the peacekeepers. I am a member of the peacekeepers, and I have accepted a position with the peacekeepers which is the uh, healing of affliction, and that is dealing with women that has lost children due to violent acts, and also the mothers of the children that have committed these senseless acts. And I, well, my thing is, I know what that pain is like because although I have three kids that are deceased, my the only three kids that I ever gave birth to, but one of those kids were due to violence. So I know what these mothers that has lost those kids to these senseless murders. I know what that pain is like, that hurt, that anger, and the missing of those kids alike. Mm. Not quite understanding when it first happened to me, like a lot of mothers that begins to go through this. I'd rather put it like when it first happens to them, not knowing knowing which way to turn, having that shoulder to crown, even having no one to really understand how you feel on the inside. But I do, and Sister Tanya Watkins also do, because we're two people, not saying that we're the only two people in the world that do, but we're two people that went through those type of, Roads, and I mean roads. It was a, it was a road. I mean, we traveled those roads, and it looked like no end was gonna ever come. And and these thoughts, and and I mean really crazy thoughts, would come to our heads, where it could have ended us in jail. So, and and that really came from the pain. But my point to this is, God turned us around in a way that really changed my life and where I just want to help other mothers that has gone through through, through that that are going through the same thing. And um it's a passion of mine, it's just a mission of mine to do. Hmm. Um let's go back a little bit. How did you come to accept this position? What what vehicle drove 
the interest in wanting to be a part of an organization or head an organization like the one that you are um, heading, um, the healing of affliction. Share with us how you got to, well, to go ahead. Actually, I didn't know anything about the peacekeepers until I decided that I wanted to come back home, which is Macon, Georgia. And um, I felt in my heart what better place to come back is home, where all the violence, and, and Macon wasn't always a violent place. And each time I would come back home to visit, you would always hear someone has been murdered, and especially someone that you know. You would hear someone has been murdered, JoJo been been killed, or Frank been killed, and and that was really really hurtful to hear those kind of things, and especially in your own hometown. And knowing that my son had been murdered and my sister had been murdered, and these murders, you got to understand, was like two months apart. And I'm watching my nieces now go through their transition of their mother being killed, and then two months, and, and and my mother watching her child being murdered, and then two months later. I'm going through the same thing at watching watching my child be murdered, and then you coming home and you seeing all this stuff going on with someone else, and even you don't know these families that this stuff is happening to, but it rips your heart out. And I say one day I just got to, and I guess I know God was just dealing with me with this this violence. I mean. It was just tearing me up, and I just said one day, I'm, I'm going home. I'm, I'm just moving back home, which I always said I would never come back to Macon. But sometimes it's not always good to say never. And I decided to come back home and try to meet a few people and get in the air with a few people to see some of the stuff that they were doing. And I met quite a few people here in Macon, that were doing a lot of things. And then I came across the peacekeepers. And I would interact with them, um, not so much as with the peacekeepers, but still organizations that were doing their own thing. And um, I so happened to be at a forum one night, and I heard Captain Dennis speak. And I had heard a lot about him, but I didn't know him. And I had heard him speak, and I had the opportunity to meet him that night. And I just shared a story with him. And I shared the story on why I came to Macon, and I shared the story about my kids being murdered and my sister being murdered. And um, I want to know why women can be members of the peacekeepers. I, you know, I, I understand men, peacekeepers, and I just want to understand why women come in the peacekeepers. And he let me know that women could be in the peacekeepers. And 
he felt that I had a powerful voice, and he really understood my calls. And we would talk on the phone every day, and he started being my mentor, along with my pastor, uh, Pastor Ward. And I wasn't really just doing the violence in in Macon. I was doing some other stuff here in Macon, which I won't necessarily say politicking, but I was just speaking speaking out. I was just speaking my voice on certain situations here. And um, he came up with this idea. And he didn't really want to call it um, Mother's Morning, uh, Grieving Mothers. He didn't want to call it that. And he asked me to come up with a name that was kind of powerful, that was really powerful. And um, I got with a young lady by the name of uh, Secure Cummins and asked her to work with me with this name. And the name that she came up with, along with myself, was affliction, which means pain. And I said, that was good. I said, that's really good. I said, that sounds good to me. And we still worked on more of a powerful name than affliction. And um, I ran across Captain Dennis, and he still wanted an even powerful name. And with talking with him about that name, he came up with healing. So that's how we came up with healing of affliction for the peacekeepers. Hmm. And um, I wish Captain Dennis was on the line so that he could give us the official definition, but from your experience and exposure, what is a peacekeeper and what is the peacekeepers organization all about? From my experience, the peacekeepers are Men, and I'm going to include women, that basically keep the peace, and they go out every week into communities to to basically uh, walk the communities at least one hour a day. To, to to the children, to let the children know that they're there for any anything that they basically need. Um, they basically walk, they basically come to the women's needs. Uh, they are either big brothers, and we can be, and the women can be big sisters to the to the to the young women uh, for whatever needs they're they're acquiring, and we're basically like that to just really help. Our people, mm-hmm. and to accommodate them and let them know that there is love. Mm-hmm. And this is this is something that Captain Dennis calls a global initiative. Uh, global I'll, initiative. Right, right. Um, are you familiar with how many chapters he has established throughout the country, throughout the throughout the nation, throughout the world? It's about twenty, twenty, twenty to forty something 
I want to say 20 to 40-something chapters and one international, and that was in London, England. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're actually pushing for more. Mm-hmm. Within the, within the United States. Mm-hmm. It's a website. Peacekeepers has a very nice website. Do you know the uh, the, the the web address for that? Because it's something different at the end. I think it's dot org or something like that. It's dot org. Yeah, it's dot oh. org. And that's peacekeepers. It's the, um, the peacekeepers dot global dot org. Okay. Very nice website. And um Captain Very Dennis, nice. Yeah, Captain Dennis is a good guy. Um highly respected by very many people. He was once the uh security for Minister Farrakhan yes. of the Nation of Islam. Yes. And uh if I'm not mistaken, he's in New York right now doing some work on the behalf of the peacekeepers. So he's active. Um this isn't just someone that is uh, sitting around waiting I'll for talk. people. He get out and work exactly. He get out and work too. Right. One of his uh, one of his biggest supporters just happens to be Russell Simmons. I, I think he is not only uh, affiliated with Russell Simmons, but it's a lot of other people that he uh, maintains constant communication with that are very heavily. Uh, supportive of what he's doing, such as uh, Dougie Fresh. I think you mentioned his name before. Yes, salt and Pepper. Salt and Pepper. And um, yes. a couple of other serious individuals. Um, yes. Yeah, his uh, security guy. If, if, if Captain Dennis is listening, I would greatly appreciate him calling in and pressing one so that we can get what he calls the actual facts about the peacekeepers. Um but he has a security guard out there, beast, that uh that 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 I that I kinda uh got a got a got a liking for because he's a real serious individual whenever he's uh Yes he is. He's out of New York. <laughs> yeah, Beast. He was the guy he played in the movie uh The Shotter. Um, I forget which role he played in, but he had a significant role in that movie. That's Captain Dennis's security out there while he's on the ground in New York. But um, you know, he's serious about what he does. He's he's moving and making progress. I think this Trayvon Martin situation really um motivated him to to do some things to uh impact the community and speed up some of the processes that he has in place right now. Um, so people should be expecting to hear a lot about Captain Dennis Muhammad and the uh, Peacekeepers Global Initiative uh, a lot more. Um, I'm looking forward to them coming to Chicago so that we can open up that chapter, but I'm being patient because I know that whatever it is that he is working on right now is going to be to the benefit of that situation because he's been very, very uh careful about not to be uh hasty in making that move. So I'm I'm being patient and excited waiting for him to come out here and uh take care of his business. But we're gonna focus on okay. your organization. Um 
Do you have a website yet? Don't have a website yet. But I'm very excited about this um, organization with the Peacekeepers. Okay. Because I'm so looking forward to helping so many mothers. And it's going to be very interesting because no one has ever reached out to help the mothers of the victims, of the, of the, um, I would say the, the young men uh, or either the young women that has ever committed these crimes. Because you got to know that they hurt also. Mm-hmm. And it's not always we can say that we raise our children the way that they turn out once they become adults or young adults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we know that we do, we do the best that we can do for them. And mm-hmm. and they got to hurt as well. Mm-hmm. Because I've even heard a lot of parents say that I'm so sorry and I wish I could say something to that family member. But they don't mm-hmm. know how to approach that family member because they feel that family member is angry at them. And mm-hmm. with this peacekeeper, and as being a peacekeeper and healing of affliction, we should be able to work something out between the two parents to know that it was not their fault that that happened and to bring love among two mothers. Mm-hmm. Um This is something that you know. Go Go ahead, ahead, Ms. Faye. And I, for one, that I had a lot of hatred in my heart when it first happened to my son and my sister and, and, and even my cousin, my first cousin. But you can't walk around and carry that in you. You gotta have a heart of forgiveness. But then that's gonna take time. Because one can't forget where they have been. Because I dare not forget where I have been. And I don't know if Tanya has gotten on the line yet or Yeah, not. she's on the line. She said give her a second okay. so that she can collect herself. She was just getting in the house. Okay. And um, and we both have went went through through this. Through this. And, and another thing with the is that I feel that they need to know, and even with me concerning myself, even though we can say we raised our children the best we can, there are still some mothers out there can recognize signs that those children might be doing headed down that wrong road, and we might not say anything to them that could have prevented these violent, you know, these violent acts. Mm-hmm. And we don't say anything. Hmm. This is something that you were doing. I, I was unaware that you guys were working on a spinoff of the Peacekeepers uh, for the Mothers. Um, but you have been actively 
involved in dealing with families who have gone through a similar situation like yourself, losing a, a loved one, a, a, a child, um, here up to recently, even even with your um, interaction with Miss Tanya, you actively are involved in doing this. This is not something that you're just planning on doing or you want to do. You actually reach out to these families right now uh, as things happen um, in your area, true or false? No, it's something I've been doing. Didn't just start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because you got a real... It, this, you know, with me, I always say God is so good. And I always have to use God because it is never me by myself. And I have to give honor to him. And I have to fully give honor to him. I can never take the credit myself. Okay. I look at myself, and I look at myself at where I came from. And I always use my theme song with Marvin Sapp, I Never Could Have Made It. Hmm. Because I always look at my life. And when I look at my life, I always say this is the destiny that God had planned for me. And it was no other way. This is the life that he had planned for me. Mm-hmm. And with this life planned for me, I have to live it to the fullness. Hmm. And I have to do what is only right for me to do and what he has for me to do. And what he has for me to do is to help others. And when I know at the end of the day that I have helped that mother do what I had to do, feel good about that day. I don't feel good about me. It's not me that I feel good about. Because I haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because um, I take no credit for nothing that I do. Hmm. Okay. This is, uh... This is a very serious topic that we're embarking upon, and I don't want to... Um, I'm treading very lightly with the questions that I ask you and the, and, the, and the things that I interject into the conversation. I don't want you to um, to be uncomfortable, so I'm being very careful um, about what I ask you. I would like to know about your son, though. About my son. Yes, ma'am. How old was he? What was his name? You know, um, did he have any children? Things like that. My son's name was Cusell Walker. He was a barber. And his dream was to open up a chain of barber shops in Atlanta. Hmm. 
along with my nephew. He was getting ready to turn 21 years old. And with my sister just being murdered, he had came to Macon to visit my mom for her birthday. And with coming to Macon to visit her for her birthday, he was supposed to leave that, that day out because he was supposed to be throwing her off at what we were doing for her in Atlanta. We was giving her a birthday done in Atlanta. And um, I had this speech all prepared for her that if I could be half the woman she were, I would be something. And I know that she had just lost a child, but I had lost a sister. And we just, and you know, it just went on. And that particular day, I had talked to him, and he said that he would be home on uh, on on the following day, which was going to be the 23rd of, of June, which my mom's birthday was the 22nd. And I just said, okay. But I had no idea no one had drove to make them with him. But anyways, um, that, that, that morning I had gotten up and went to work like we do. But I noticed that two of my girlfriends had called me uh, back to back. And the conversation wasn't about anything, but they called me. And to make a, a long story short, I actually found out later on why they called me. But once I got home that evening, there were several messages on my phone, but it was only two that I was concerned with. And one young lady said that she had been trying to call me all day, and I really returned her phone call. And she was telling me that my son had got shot, and I told her that basically that my son was in Macon, and my parents had not called me, and I told her I need to call my parents and check on my son, and I would get back with her because I didn't know if he was okay. And that's when she told me it wasn't okay because he was dead. And I still was keeping my cool because I told her I still need to call my parents. And at that time, I hung up and I called my, my, my father, answered the phone, and I just asked him, was my son dead? And that was just a pause. And in that pause, he told me he was trying to wait for someone to get home with me. And I just lost it. I just lost it. And it seemed as if my next-door neighbor was just waiting on me to lose it because he came right to my rescue, and my husband was at work. And um, later on, I found out that my two girlfriends were calling me because they actually had heard that he had gotten but they saw that I was okay, so they was okay because they felt that, that it was not true. But anyway, he had got killed like about 3 o'clock in the morning. And here I am, that worked all day long, and my child And that was because he was staying at a hotel because my mom had my sister's raising them since my sister had gotten killed. And he just chose to stay at a hotel. But it's something else that had gone wrong, and I don't know what went wrong, but something else had gone wrong that was not right. And I can't explain that because I don't know what 
It was, but I just know it was not right, whatever it was. And that was my statement to you earlier, that sometimes we can see little things that are not right. We might not know exactly what they are, but we as parents know some things are not right because we know our children. And um, he was dead, and it took them that long to find out who he was, how to get in touch with me in Atlanta, that my child was dead. And how long ago was this? Eighteen years ago. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna take a break. We're gonna go okay. to a quick commercial. I'm gonna get Miss uh, Miss Tanya on the line. And uh, my co-host has let me know that she would like to be a part of the interview, so I'm going to bring her in. She may have some questions uh, that she would like to ask. After the commercial break, we'll bring her on first, Brandy Jackson, and then we'll bring Miss Tanya in on the interview. I'm, I'm kind of excited to talk to Miss Tanya. Uh, hold on one second. We're going to take a quick commercial. Okay. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Boom 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Boom 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and the gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cut shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. Okay, uh, Brandy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, everyone? All right, welcome, welcome back, birthday girl. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Okay, have you uh, been listening to the uh, interview so far? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm... All right. <clears throat> serious, I'm just, serious uh, stuff, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of absorbing it all, putting myself in that position. And um, 
I know before you bring your guest in, I just wanted to ask, what were you doing that day um, that was different or something that was maybe a little bit odd in your day? Did you did you do you remember that day? Remember that day, day like going about yesterday? What? Yeah, and yeah. What, what was was it something about that day beforehand? Something different? That actually nothing about that day was different. Mm. It was nothing about that day was different. Mm. Believe it or not, it was nothing about that day was different until I walked in my house and heard those messages. Mm. That's something. Hmm. But your neighbor came immediately, and that... That was uh, that was an angel. Like right one of there. my the girlfriend the girlfriend that called me that day. Mm-hmm. It was her husband that seemed as if he was just waiting on me to break that day, and he mm. was the one that rushed over to the house. Mm. Yeah. Um. Miss Faye, we gon' we gonna um we gonna bring Miss Tanya in. I'm I'm excited to uh to get her involved in this conversation because the energy that she uh brings to the table is very, very dynamic. Uh Miss Tanya, your mic is live. <laughs> Hello everyone, how you doing? Hi. Hi. Well, yes. I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's been it, it's been real. It's, it's been real. Can I be real with y'all today? Be real. Be real, Miss Tanya. Be Go real, ahead. Tanya. Go be ahead. real. Be okay. real, Tanya. Okay. <laughs> I don't know you no other way. That's right. <laughs> yes, it was. I'm 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 gonna just basically introduce myself. My name is Tanya Watkins, and I'm here in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, I had uh, two kids, uh, a previous Terry, who was 22 years old, and my daughter, Chandler Tyler, <clears throat> she's nine. And on last year, um, on June the 6th, I received a phone call, um, basically, let me, let me just back this thing up, I was it was about three o'clock in the morning, and uh, something just woke me up. I'm, I'm talking. About, I had missed numerous of phone calls, but something just like just touched me. And so I looked at my phone because I always look at my phone because everybody know when you got a young twenty-two year old out there, you can't sleep too hard, you know. So I looked at my phone and I saw numbers of phone calls from family members that I just don't normally hear from that time of the morning. So I got this one cousin that I know when she calls, she gonna she she got something to tell you, <laughs> and her name is Connie. So some said just call Connie and see what's going on. So. I called Connie. She said, uh, "Cuz, she said uh, you need to get up. Uh, they say somebody done robbed tree at the club. 
at at the at the Rose, uh, which is the number one hot spot here in Montgomery, Alabama, right next to Alabama State University. So I said, "Cuz it's two. It, it, I said it's three o'clock in the morning." I said, "Cuz you sure?" She said, "Yes." She said, "Uh, I, she said, uh, yeah." They say he was at the club, and uh, you need to just come get me. Come get me. And so I said, well, "All right, Cuz." So she said, "You gonna bring the baby?" I said, "No, I'm gonna leave her sleep. I'm gonna leave her sleep because I'm just thinking I'm just gonna go by the club and see I'm what's right going there. on." And come right back, right? So <clears throat> she said, "No, cuz I think you need to bring the baby." I said, well, "No, cuz I ain't. I, she'll be all right." I said, "She'll be all right." She said, "No, cuz just go and bring her." So I said, "No, cuz she'll be all right." And so she said, "Cuz please bring her." So when she said that, I still wouldn't receive that it was this bad. I just said, "Well, okay." Let me wake on up and bring her. So I, my cousin kept calling. She said, come get me, cause come get me. So I said, all right, all right. But instead, Tanya's going to be Tanya. Tanya going to ride by the club. Mm. I go I go by the club, then my cousin called. She said, cuz, why you ain't come get me? I said, cuz, ain't nobody up here. I said, what hospital do you think they probably took them to? She said, cuz, just come get me. So I said, all right, cuz. I said, cuz, you know, this don't sound well. It's not going well. She said, yeah, I know, cuz, just come on, get me. So as I'm getting closer to my cousin's house, which is where my grandmother um, lives, which is where my son was staying. My son, my grandmother, who's deceased, left the home house, and we, uh, me and my mother, was letting my son live there, and my mother paying the bill, spoiling him riding. Mm -hmm. So when we get to, when I get to Charles, well, it's it's a place community called Charlestown. When I get there, um, I can see the car. Before I can even get close to the community, I promise you, I was a mile away, and it was cars. And as I got closer... I could see, I could see the police block got the entrance blocked, and and by now y'all, my stomach just been towed completely up. Oh. I was like, I said, Chandler, wake up, Chandler. You know, all I could grab my baby and just say, Chandler, wake up, Chandler. So she said, what, what's wrong, mom? And 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 as I'm closely approaching, everybody said, well, that's his mom right there. And so people ran to the car and they grabbed me and I, and I and I and I knew it wasn't good but I still didn't want to receive the fact that it was that bad. So when I got close up to the house my mama was sitting in the truck and I said, "Well, mama, what's going on? What happened?" And she looked at me and she said, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And by this time, my uncle took a phone call and told somebody, say, yeah, you know they done shot a previous down here, and he didn't make it. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. When I heard my uncle 
say he didn't make it. All I can, all I can do is just hit the ground. Hit the ground. Yeah. Mm. Hit the ground. Mm-hmm. So. After, you know, they picked me up and I got, I gathered myself together. Not collecting my thoughts. Then I looked around. I just was looking around. And the entire club was in that community from 3 o'clock that morning to about 8 o'clock that morning when they finally removed my son out of his grandmother's house. Mm. He made it home. He made it in. And when he got in his grandmother's house, there were two young men waiting for him. At the house. In the house. In the house. In the house. In the house. Oh, boy. There was a young lady there. She was a so-called friend. Somebody that he had just left there and went to the club. And when he came home, he came home to people in the house waiting on him to rob him. To rob him. To rob him. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. And at that time, nobody else was in that house. Your grandmother, your mother, wasn't in that house, right? No, no, ma'am. Mm. She wasn't. Mm. Yeah. And later on that day, I spoke with the young lady, and I asked her what happened. And she said that she was in the bed sleep, and when she woke up, some guys was tapping her and told her to get up. And they call her all kinds of ugly names, so she say. And they forced her to call my son. And she repeatedly kept calling him from the club. And every time she would call him, they would hang up. And when he would call back, she couldn't answer. So in other words, it was a setup. They lured him home. So they could rob him. And she told me that when he came in, they said, F nigga, get up. And he said, F nigga, take it. And went to run, and they shot him in the back. What? Yes. 
All of this is what people are telling me because if y'all remember, I told y'all I was at home sleep. Mm-hmm. And I wake up to and, this. And, and the most unique thing about every time it seemed that someone always got a story to tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. But no one is never really to tell you who did it. Right. That's right. They always tell you what happened, but they're never bad enough to tell you who did it. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. And my question to a lot of because my son's murder is still unsolved. It's still unsolved. It's still unsolved. So it's my son in Montgomery, Alabama, and. I can't get no love and no help from the community. Nobody don't know nothing. And when I tell y'all, we know some of everybody. Mm. My, I'm going to give you a little history about myself. Um, I, um, a while back, um, I had a car accident and I came into a little money, and I opened up my own hair salon. It was 1995, and um, I purchased some property, and I opened up my own hair salon and uh, did great business for a while. And and in 2005, I bet a lawn counselor, and I had to come off my feet because I I really just couldn't do the things that I used to do no more and I and I I was at Del Door myself in O five and God gave me another chance and so when wow. I recovered from that ordeal I started selling cars. Mm. And so me and my son, we were selling cars and of course you know he's young. He's twenty two. He's doing what young folks do. He's, you know, he's spoiled. He's able to ride whatever car he want to ride. He's mm-hmm. in the club, flashing money. He's in the club, you know, just just being, just just being young. And he had a lot of haters, and so do I, you know. But through mm-hmm. it all. I I really never thought that it get that serious and that real for somebody to come and take your life about a little piece of change. Right. I, 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 go ahead. But, you know, and then you think he even offered it up. Take it. That's right. So that's when you know it's, it's be out here, it's beyond the money. That was that's right. Mm-hmm. It was beyond yeah, the money. I, I feel in my heart, my son know who that was. He knew, and I don't know what, I I, 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 I tossed and turned for a whole year trying to rehearse what it was like to be in a position like that. You know, because I could have came there. That's the home house. Mm-hmm. I could have, I'd be out and about sometimes. Sometimes I go out and can't make it home. I'd be closer to my grandmother's house. I'd go there and crash. I could have came in there that night with my baby. You know, I asked the Lord why it wasn't me. 
why I couldn't have came there because he didn't deserve it. You know, I, I thought about what it was like to you done made it in the house. And then, you you know, you think when you turn the key and you make it in the house, you safe. It's right. one thing when you outside the house. But mm-hmm. when you're... When, when you're in the house, you know you 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 home free now. You 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 up in here, and to turn around or to be greeted like that, I don't even know what I could have done or would have done if it, if that was me. Mhm. And she so, wasn't a, uh, the the young lady wasn't a valuable witness enough. They no, couldn't uh, track. No, ma'am. Which I, she my number one suspect. If you really want to know the truth, it, yeah. She is my number one suspect, and and I couldn't understand why they didn't keep her down at the police department two hours. I think I, you can I, reopen. You know, I think you can reopen that up. Mm-hmm. The the case is still open. It's just a cold case. It just went cold because, and and there is more. There is more. This is where this is this is where it this is where it get real interesting. Mm-hmm. A trivia's father is in federal prison right now, and back in '93, um, my ex-husband and I, we was we he was dealing in drugs. And uh, we was riding, and we got stopped, and I tried to take a case for him. And through, you know, taking the case, you know, we both end up with a case. Well, that was like 18 years ago. Well, here in the state of Alabama, when I reached out for help here and, and was asking People, you know, to help me, you know, the detectives, they were real nice to me, but they was like, I'm just going to tell you, um, Tanya, Ms. Watkins, they say, you know, the, the police department is there to believe that your son was, you know, dealing in some illegal participation, you know, because they, you know, have did they, um, they done did they background search and, and really, they just told us, you know, that was just something that just comes with the territory um, and just move on from that case. We got other cases. Somebody will come in eventually and tell what happened because, um, you know, he was just doing something he didn't have no business doing, and um, they just told us to move on. And I say, let me tell you something, detective. I don't give a damn what he was doing or what they – what. He, they was led to believe he was doing. He That's was right. at home. He was. He, he, he was where he was supposed to be. Exactly. Y'all didn't find no drugs on this case. Y'all, they stayed at my grandma's house looking. That my baby stayed on the ground from three o'clock to eight o'clock, mad because they they all in story building. They were more looking for drugs than worried about um, who killed my baby. Or what was going on? So, so basically, um, when I this, when I later on tried to get help, I have a I have a letter right now from the commission that said we, as his parents, that we were ex-felons, and 
the state of Alabama do not give no reward money to ex-felons. I said, well, what that got to do with my son? He's a victim of y'all state. Exactly. You know mm-hmm. what? We did what me and his father did 20 years ago ain't got nothing to do. So you mean to tell me somebody could come and just cold what? kill? Your whole, uh, no. Your family, if you're an ex-felon, you don't, you don't have no rights. People could kill you. You know, you, you, you don't care that the someone family? would. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Right? So, okay. So between you two, something has to be done with that because you're not the only one. Exactly. Well, one thing one thing that I, I try to make sure, and I'm pretty sure Tanya is doing on her end, um, once a, someone is murdered, the um, DA is supposed now they're supposed to do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to know to let the family know about these five thousand dollars that it's supposed to give to the um victim mm-hmm. and that paperwork is supposed to be filled out and it it goes to the capital, mm-hmm. which is in Atlanta, and normally i try to let every family that I know has been murdered mm-hmm. or had someone murdered in their family know that because what I've seen happen here is that they don't notify those families. Oh, right, because I, I didn't even know anything about that. So I can I can imagine there's a lot, million, maybe half a million people that haven't. Don't even know. Right. It was done to my right. family. It was done to my family. I wasn't a. I wasn't a felon. I have never been a felon. So, it, it never. But you have a statute of limitations over it. So, as a peacekeeper and a um, witness, um, healing of, of affliction. One thing that I try to make sure of is that they know. And the other thing, and Tony just went to a funeral yesterday. And not only was it her son's friend, but she went to that funeral. Um, we, as the peacekeepers, are reaching out to these families that have had someone murdered. We're, we're not just um, hearing of these murders and not doing anything. We're reaching out to the families. I'm going to the funerals. I'm speaking at the funerals to these young because it's not the bed that you can speak to anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you got to speak to these young people, um, and I'm doing that, and I'm visiting with these families. That's needed. And I'm trying, and I'm trying my hardest, and I do the best that I can to stay in touch with these families. And I don't know if Miss Sanders is the phone or not. Um, she she had a grandson that was murdered, so I don't know if she's on the phone or not. Um, Hold on, I'm gonna check the line and see. Hold on, keep talking. Okay. Y'all keep talking. Go ahead, Brandy. Okay. But um, I I I just think it's right. I think it's a good thing to do. I think it's it's good to let these families know that they're loved. Mhm. Mhm. 
I oh. don't know. I'm trying to meet with these other uh, and and these victims. There were several of them, and and you rarely hear of the young women's that involved. But there were some women's involved with this this killing, and some of them. Um, I've heard people say, you you know the father of this this young girl, you know the mother of this young girl, or you know the mother of this young man, and I, and I know them to be good people. But I don't know where they live, and and you know you want to reach out to them. You just had a young baby that was murdered by the father here, a two month old mm. baby, mm. and you know it's it's just sad. Yeah. But you want to reach out to them. You want to give them as much support as you can, because like I told Tanya, this young girl's life is going to be turned around. Yeah. Right. And I mean completely turned around. Yeah, and um, Sister Faye, I think you should explain to them how you and I met, um, because you know that's that's something that's that's an interesting story, and then we can tie in some other stuff about what we are planning to do yes. between Alabama and Georgia. Um, Tanya, Tanya's first cousin and I are really good friends in Atlanta. Okay. And actually, they thought Tanya was losing her mind. <laughs> they did. They didn't understand Tanya at all. Mm. They did not understand her at all. They just thought she was withdrawing, and they just completely was just worried about it. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, hey, can you call Tanya and talk to her, please? She said, because you're the only one can do this. And... um. Morning, one Saturday morning, I will tell you, and uh, and Tanya was waiting on my call, and you know Tanya don't talk to a lot of people, not no strangers, mm-hmm. and um, but she she waited on my call because her cousin had told her that I was gonna give her that call, and Tanya got to telling me, well, I, I first introduced myself to her and told her who I was and told her um, why I was calling, and she listened to me and let me know that her son was killed and how he got killed, and she was just telling me the story. And she said, you know, God's just dealing with her right now, and he's dealing with her in a way don't nobody understand. And she, she, she let me know that she understand that Everybody think I'm losing my mind. She said, but she was, she said, but it's just a process that she was going through. And when she said that to me, I understood exactly what Tanya said, was saying, because that process that she was talking about, I was going through the same process. Same process. And what, mm-hmm. was the year, what was the year I, difference between that? The year is different. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. 17 years. 17 years. Mm-hmm. And your son, um, that was in 2000. Well, actually, yeah. Yeah, 17 years. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and what Tanya was going through where God was dealing with her. Mm-hmm. Tanya wanted to pull one way, but God had her pulling another way. 
Mm-hmm. And Tanya did not want to do what God wanted her to do because Tanya wanted to do what she wanted to do. But Tanya also knew that she had to be obedient to what God was telling her to do. So she had just buried herself into the way that she had to be, and she had to inc- she had to close herself basically away from people because she was she was dealing with something. And that's something to deal with when you have hatred in your heart, and I mean hatred. I'm talking about yeah. your hatred, and you don't care how nobody feel about it because when you got that you love so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily saying you love it more than God, but you're trying to understand why did that person take this away from me? Because my son did not bother nobody. He wouldn't hurt nobody. When you think about your child like that, and you know that's the type of child you had, that's hard. That's really hard. Yeah. And so that child ain't going to give you nothing less than someone else. That's right. And I was around a lot of people who had went on with life because it hadn't happened to them and their child because they was happy. I, w- I found myself w- where I would go around family and they was laughing and partying and having a good time, and I'm sitting up there wanting to kill everybody. Because I'm wanting to... Everybody, because I wonder how could y'all be so happy? How could y'all be? Y'all, y'all just been went on with life, ain't it? But my world done stopped. Mm-hmm. I'm at a stand. And, and that's why, and, and, and that's exactly how you be feeling. And 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 that's the thing that we're trying to get out to these mothers that have lost the children. I'm out there thinking just like that. But your world do not end. Right. It do not or, or end. If they're not thinking like that, most of them that I talk to, they're just getting high. They they, they just mm-hmm. started getting high. Yeah, that's how a they drink, deal with drink, it. Whether you call it drugs or alcohol, that's all they're doing. And 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 there's a better way out. You don't have to do that. And 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 and, and the thing that Tay and I experienced together, we want. We want. Because I already had my plan down. Now, repeat we what you to said, kill. it broke up. Repeat what you said, it broke up. I said, Tanya and I had this in common. We wanted to kill the person that killed our child. Mm, that's deep. Mm-hmm. It's very deep. Mm-hmm. And I was on it. And I would drive to Macon. I would drive to Macon. Every week, I would bring the media in on the sheriff department because they weren't doing enough. Mm. I mean, you you just you just do stuff and you just think of stuff that you want to do, and and, and you didn't want to be bothered with people. Mm-hmm. You didn't care about people, but then when God told me that I need to leave this alone, it was already taken care. Of. I begged him, don't do this to me. Don't make me leave it alone. And that's exactly what she was going through because I knew I had those withdrawals. I didn't want to deal with people because it looked like your life is going on and mine done stopped. Even though I had my daughter, but my life has stopped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like that when I lost that baby at seven months. 
because I never got a chance to spend time with that baby. I never got a chance to see that baby, but that was still my baby. Right. But I don't spend all this time with my son. I got to know him. I got to take care of him. I got to protect him. I got to do all those things with him. Mm-hmm. I got to see him graduate from high school. I did all those things with him. But things, but 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 as I was saying with Tanya, I knew what she was going through, and I told her, you know what? I said you're gonna be all right. I said there's nothing wrong with you. I said you're good, and I said eventually you're gonna be all the way good. The time had to pass, and God mm-hmm. has to work work on you. Mm-hmm. You had That's to believe right. and, and allow it. Because it's a resist, it's almost like a denial and a resistance. No, I I, I want to do this. Mm-mm. Don't let me, don't let me drop it. I don't want to drop it. Um, do you guys have any information that you want to share about your organizations, Miss Faye? You have a one eight hundred number, I believe, and uh, Miss Tanya, you have a website as well as contact information about the affiliate uh, organization that you have, We Cry Too. I actually uh, went to the Facebook page and liked it. Share some of that information um, so you guys can kind of change change speed a little bit mm-hmm. um, to, to okay. let people know how to get in contact with you all. Okay, sure well, will. you want to go first, Faye, or I, or I can? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, what I, okay, what I basically did was um, afterwards I started talking to, going to talk to people who had buried their child or who had went through what I was going through. And each and every individual I went to told me that they could relate to me. And I, and I realized right then that I was in a world, we we had our own world now. You know how you have mothers against drunk drivers. Right. You have, yeah, I, you, you know, I, I realized that um, I, we we was in our own world. So I contacted uh, those young ladies and I asked them to meet me at my shop and let's just talk. And through, um, I, I had great participation, so I decided um, that I was going to form a group. And, and one day I was in Sam's Hotel, and a pastor who um, sat on the pulpit at my son's funeral, he said, I, I, I follow you on Facebook, and I, and I, I like what you're doing. He said, I got a message, I got a word from you from heaven. He say, when you get that group, get those ladies together, I want you to name it We Cry Too. And he said, I want to tell you, he said, you know what? You're a powerful young lady, and you have done a lot. You don't realize it, but you got a lot of people love you just as well as you say you got haters. He said, but do you not know your haters can bless you too? You know, so, you know, um, I said, you know what? Thank you. I said, God bless you. So I I ran back, and I took it to the ladies, and and I told them about it. And 
and they were excited, and we just, we just, this is what we do. All we do is just do fundraisers and go, and when anybody lose a child, and here in Montgomery, the death toll is like 34, and 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 this, and I think the population here is only like probably about 350,000 people. Um, I'm not sure if I'm wrong, you know, charge it to my head and not my heart, but this we're not, you know, we, we're we not no big, big city where we have murders like around the clock. But to, to be at 34, it's big now because we're just burying our young people. We're burying our young people. I'm 40, and I had a 22-year-old I buried, and it's not supposed to be like that. Just the other day, my son's friend, who um, is only, he's 24. His mother is, um, she's a young lady. She has to bury her son. But to make a long story short, I just go and just give whatever. I, I, I go to the people and whatever I'm able to give or donate or do to help out, that's what I have been doing. But I wanted to get so big to where we can give a love offering that will really, really help these people because although my grandmother and my mother had my son covered, I had all the insurance on me. I thought my son was going to bury me. I wasn't prepared for, I didn't have a million-dollar insurance policy on him. So when I buried my son, I put him away nice, but I also got a a, front, a, a, a graveyard debt because um, I had to buy spaces for my daughter and just, you know, for us to go out there too. So I'm financing like twenty some thousand dollars now and I realize that's a problem because really you don't be prepared for death no one but it, it it's gonna come and we as black people we hate to, you know, talk about death or go and and pick out our spot where we wanna be and all that. So this is something that I went through and I know people are gonna have to go through and it's expensive. So I said, let me do something to help somebody. Let me let them know that we care and they're not alone going through what they're going through. So that's that's what that's been my mission. And on top of that, when I met Sister Faye, I realized now it can really get bigger and we can do stuff international, you know, and just helping people because we have our own little group now and you have to, in order to be able to relate, you have to bury your child or you or 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 by whether it's violent or whatever no mother deserves to bury her child you know but it happens so um it's we cry too and we're here in montgomery alabama the address is 1700 north decatur street um montgomery alabama 36104 um we we are on facebook um, is we w e cry c r y and the number two, and um, as far as um, I am on Facebook, my name is Tanya Watkins, and um, I I have a, a business page too, CT Auto Sales, which is which stands for Chandler and Tree, um, Chandler and my son nickname was Tree, and that's um, 
that's our web well that's our Facebook page as well. Um and if it's any uh if you inbox me or whatever, you know, I will return your call or your message. And um, you know, we and as far as uh when me and Sister Faye kick off this next project that we got going is going to be global. It's going to be big. We're going to have a web page. We're just going to add on. And um, I just pass it to you now, Sister Faye, and you can come in with your information. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Miss T- Tanya. But before we bring Miss Faye in, uh, I wish we had some horns or something so I could bring my man in the right way. But Captain Dennis, your mic is live. Oh. I'm present for peace, everyone. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, first and foremost, giving honor and praise to God, who's the head of my life, for giving me another chance that I may be able to correct yesterday's mistakes. I first want to thank you, uh, dear brother, for giving me this great opportunity to say a few words, but um, this was definitely not my hour. It was dedicated that... um, people of your radio uh, listening audience will get a chance to listen to uh, two distinguished women who had been personally touched uh, by losing a loved one um, from senseless gun violence. Uh, As you know as well as I know that they are only a few out of hundreds of thousands of mothers uh, who have experienced this horrible, uh, grievous tragedy in their home, as recent as we all pretty much lived it through uh, the eyes and emotions, again, of Trevon Martin's mother. I'm sure when uh, Sister Faye and Sister Tanya watched the trial, looking at her face as they showed the clothing, her son, they showed him. You listen to the 911 call, and then you hear the gunshots, and you hear somebody begging for their life. I'm sure that resonated with both of these women that you have on the program, as well as many other mothers and fathers who have experienced such a horrible tragedy. I'm very honored when I met Sister Faye in in, uh, Macon, Georgia, who uh, introduced me to Sister Tanya, that um, their story, her story, was one that I thought was not as tragedy as it may have been, but it had a silver lining. I have traveled all around this country, dear brother, having peacekeeper chapters in 21 City, one in London, England. I have met my share and talked to my share of grieving mothers. There's hardly a city that I go into that I don't meet some mother or mothers who come to me and tell me similar stories. In London, England, there's a sister in the U.K. who started an organization called Jackswitz in London, England. She lost her son uh, who was stabbed to death. And I was over there, and I felt her pain. And when I listened to Sister Faye, and, of course, I listened to Sister Tanya's story, 
you really don't want to relive that with them or have them to relive it. It's not an easy thing to ask someone, tell me what happened. You know, I mean, when you ask them that, you know, you're asking them to relive that pain. Remember, we're asking Sister Faye to head up a part of the branch of the peacekeeper that is calling healing of afflictions. And in that healing of afflictions, the emphasis is not put on the pain. I want the emphasis to be put on the healing. There's much pain, and I don't want to relive this pain with them, for I feel their pain. I want to hear more healing. I want to hear how you got through it, how God took you above that. There'll never be a time that is totally gone. There's always going to be there. But the more you begin to help others to get through, God heals us. So I want Sister Tanya, and I want Sister Faye, as you learn to be on these programs, yes, people's going to ask you questions. Yes, but I would like for you to stay focused on the healing because I can't listen to your pain. I don't know about nobody else because I can't. I feel Sister Tanya. I want to cry, but I don't want Sister Tanya to get on here and tell your story and you cry, Sister I want you to show them how God helped you get through it because I'm dependent on you too to help heal many of these mothers that's out there. And they out there. Believe me, family, they out there. And when you talk, Sister Tanya, about the 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 cold case, I'm working on that even as we speak. I'm going to force these law enforcement agencies to open up these cases. There is no way that the murderers should be walking the streets of the hood that had killed any mother's baby, and we know who they are. That day of not snitching is going to end by the grace of God. That's why I have the peacekeepers. I want the peacekeepers to be so involved in the community that if something happens that they trust us enough that somebody would drop a dime. Hey, Brother Dennis, I, I, I can tell you, you know, who did X, Y, and Z. You didn't hear it from me. Because our community know what's going on. Yes, Sister Tanya, I believe they know who set up your, your son. And the killers probably still, if they're not in the city somewhere else. But let me say this. Believe me when I say this. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. My brother told me who was on this station today about that man that shot that six-month-year-old baby. He turned himself in. I hope that we would get to that part that the conscience of someone who would take a life would bother them night and day, and if they don't confess, I pray to God it would drive them mad and insane. That's the way we used to be. We can hardly do wrong without our conscience bothers. We can hardly tell a lie without our conscience bothers. But to murder and not be able and be able to sleep and not think about it, what has happened to us as a people? But I believe there's a God. And we can't have it both ways. Either we believe in God or we don't. And I want to be honest with you, dear family. This is no game with me. 
I could not have been blessed to do what I'm doing if God wasn't leading the peacekeepers. So don't give Brother Dennis any credit. This is God's hand. It was God that allowed me to see the beauty and the wisdom and the healing in Sister Faith. It was God that led me to know Sister Tanya. It was God that led me to know Brother Anthony and Brother Hafiz and everybody that God has blessed me to come in contact. It was God that led us together. So to God be the glory. But I give you my word on this radio today that as long as God gives Brother Dennis health and strength, I'm going to warn the men of their moral obligation. I'm going to make every man feel uncomfortable if he don't step up as a man to guarantee that no mother should be able to send her child away from home and that child don't come home. I want to make all men guarantee that this community in every city will be safe so that mothers like Sister Tanya, that mothers like Sister Faye, and mothers like everyone is on the, that have may lost a child can know under our watch, the peacekeeper's watch, your child is safe. I would not rest until that happened. And so I feel you, sisters, but you got to heal. And the way you heal is that you begin to sit down like I have Sister Faye, me and Sister Faye talk, and even though this is a work in progress, I don't know the answer, but I know that God gave a gift to Sister Tanya and Sister Faye. I know if God is guiding me, he would guide them, but I'm giving you all an international platform. You're not local no more. Sister Tanya, you're not local no more, Sister Faye. When you adapt yourself as a peacekeeper, you're in 21 cities, and you've already become international. You're in London, England, because you're going to have a voice. And we're going to bring people to you to be healed. But you've got to be strong. You've got to be strong, because that's the strength that they're looking for to get them through this difficult moment. Yeah, yes, mothers against drunk, uh, uh, mothers against Drunk drivers, they need healing because pain and death is pain and death. Whether someone died at the hands of a drunk driver or whether someone died at the hands of domestic abuse, death is death. So we're not going to just focus on gun violence and death. We're going to focus on every form of death that makes it difficult for us to get across that road. So I thank you so much, brother, for giving the platform. Sister Faye called me, and she most certainly is a sister to sister. Sister Tanya, this is your first interview, but get ready for many more. But as your brother, you know I'm your coach. I want us to spend a whole lot of time talking about what happened. Don't give the audience that they want to live, that you live it somewhere else. But today we're talking about how we heal it. Because I can't sit there and listen to these stories. I want to go out and just talk some damn body. <laughs> When I hear what they did to your your son, Sister Tanya, that's what you do to Brother Dennis when I hear that story. That's what you do, Sister Faye, to Brother Dennis. When I hear these stories, I want to go out and choke some damn body. I can't take it. Tell me the good part. Tell me how God is him so we can get past this. Because I'm telling you, I'm present for peace. And y'all know my last words, and I'm present for peace unless. Well, what does that unless mean? Unless you push me in another direction, 
I don't want to go there. We're we're trying hard, brother brother Anthony, to stay the course. It's not easy. But I know God got his hands on these women. And I listen to y'all. God allowed me to listen because I know what's in store for these women. Because there's many, many women that need to hear that. Let's get to the healing process. And so we're going to set up under what Sister Tanya said. I'm going to make sure everywhere I go that we're going to set up with the law enforcement community to set up a cold case unit. We did that in Wilmington, Delaware. The Wilmington, Delaware peacekeepers had forced the law enforcement, the DA, to open up a cold case unit to reopen, to go back and look at the archive of brother, brother Kenneth Williams, a former homicide detective out of uh, Massachusetts in Boston. You heard him on the hookup. This man have an 80% Success rate in solving homicide. Listen to what I'm saying. He has an 80% success rate in solving homicides. You think 48 hours is good. You ain't seen Brother Kenneth go to work, but he's retired. Well, I'm calling Brother Kenneth out of retirement. I'm putting Brother Kenneth a part of the peacekeepers team. So when I go into a city and I hear about some of these unsolved cases, I can say to the detectives, I can say to the law enforcement, well, I've got a professional man here, uh, uh, Chief. Let's put him, let him look at some of these old cases because we're talking to the mothers. I a man, I killed somebody, man, ain't nobody found this person in eight months, in a year. Two years, some cases 10 years, some cases 18 years old, some cases 20 years old. You know what they've done? They're not interested in solving the problem because it's so pervasive. And then we sit here and protect the criminals in our community. Well, that day got to stop. So I'm sorry, Brother Anthony, if I'm a little emotional right now, but everybody knows that's Brother Captain Dennis every now and then. I don't mean no harm, but I love these women on here. These are my I know sisters. you. I know you do, but don't don't choke nobody, Captain Dennis. I know you out there in New York. All right, all right. I, I, I'm gonna try to chill out, soldier. I'm gonna try to chill out. <laughs> all right, brother. G- give out give out the information uh, for the Peacekeepers website and all that information, just in case we made a mistake earlier trying to represent you the best way we could. Give out your information, Captain Dennis. Well, the Peacekeepers is www.thepeacekeepers.org. That's www.thepeacekeepers.org. We have a 1-800 number. Sister Faye has that number. I don't know it all, but you can call that number. And those of you, as we said, you know, Sister Faye made it known that that number is 24-7. I want it to be 24-7. I want any mother, anyone who, who wants to talk, who wants to talk to someone who got through it, to call that 800 number and Sister Faye or me, any one of the peacekeepers will contact you immediately because as soon as that number is called, my my cell phone starts ringing, beeping. And I believe in getting back at people. But Sister Faye, do you know it right off hand? Yes, I do. Okay, it's 1-888-692-5555. And I also got a new line for myself. Go ahead. 478-390-0395. And I will repeat that. 478-390-0395. 478-390-0395. 
The 1-800 number is 1-888-692-8872. And my number is 478-390-0395. It was breaking up, uh, Ms. Faye. Say that one more time, the 478-390-0395. Okay. Captain Dennis, you know we greatly appreciate you. Oh, Brother Anthony, we thank you. Appreciate you, too. I, I, again, I, I, I try to not go there. I don't know. The spirit is here. For, the spirit is here. Oh, Y'all know the spirit. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. You know what? I, I wanted you to go there. That's why I was excited about you coming on to the show, because I want people to know how passionate and how serious this thing is. There's a lot of people out here misrepresent, trying to get grant money, this, that, and the other, but you really out here working. Uh, you in New York right now working with uh, a situation for the peacekeepers, right or wrong? Yes, sir. The, the, the Bed-Stuy Volunteer Ambulance Corps, I'm so happy to say, man, that I'm a member of the, one of the onlyest uh, black volunteer ambulance corps in the country. Uh, I've learned for the, over the last year I have become trained as a first responder and save a life. And I am so bent on making and getting every peacekeeper to go through first responders training because we all need to know how to save a life, God willing. How many of us know what to do if we happen to see someone who have been shot, maimed, or laying? Do we know what to do? So I don't ever want to be in the position that God forbid that either be a personal family member or someone else that a situation take place and I couldn't keep that person alive long enough that the proper help can come and save them. So I say that everyone should get involved with trying to become in the training of CERT. CERT means Citizen Emergency Response Training or EMS, Emergency Medical Response Training. We all need to have some kind of skills, even if it's nothing but first aid and CPR. We just need to know that because we live in that kind of environment. Black folks live in a traumatized environment, and God knows we uh, we'll come in contact with trauma at a dro- drama at a drop of a hat pin. So uh, you right, brother. I'm no longer. I'm not. I left New York. I'm back in my hometown, Columbus, Ohio getting ready to launch a new phase of what I'm getting ready to do with the peacekeepers, and that is taking the peacekeepers to be mobile patrol. We're no longer going to be walking. We're going to be patrolling our neighborhoods as peacekeepers uh, from 3 to to sunset, and we're doing this because of the Trevon Martin, because the word is, Brother Anthony, is that, you know, we as men are not taking responsibility for our community. Well, I take homage to that. I'm saying, I'm asking all men. School is getting ready to start. I know they got the National Million Fathers March who's getting ready for school all around the country. Men, and it started in Chicago, will be out on the first day uh, of school to make sure that our children are going to be able to get there safe and come home safe. I'm getting ready to start that as well with the peacekeepers so they could be done every day. 
that we can guarantee the safety and security of our community. So we're getting ready to do that, and we're going through a new training that will prepare the men and women to patrol the neighborhood in vehicles. We also are training brothers who are on motorcycle bikes to patrol the community as peacekeepers as well and as first responders. So we got a big task ahead of us, uh, Brother Anthony. Okay, Captain Dennis, I uh, I want to I want to give these ladies a chance to represent for the last few minutes that we got. I, I greatly sure. appreciate you for taking time out to uh, come on to the show. You you I know how busy you are, and you've been away from your family, so I know you're trying to you know relax and enjoy the company of your loved ones. Uh, if you if you listen to the rest of the show, that's greatly appreciated. But I want to no, give I'm them. You gonna listen? Okay, thank you very I much. Most certainly. <laughs> Thank you very much. Sister Faye, you still there? I'm right here. Okay. Um, what information besides the peacekeepers information uh, and the number that you gave out do you want to share? I'm going to bring back Miss um, Tanya on the line and my co-host Brandy as well. I don't know if she have any questions for you guys. I- I'm sure she does. Brandy, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Do you have any questions for them? Uh, you know, I guess the only um, question was, you know, was it a specific type of program that you were uh, currently forming for this type of situation, or even if it was a slightly different scenario between you two? And you know, like how would, you know, how would that form? How would that formulate for um, the other women and men and fathers? The fathers. Well, actually, <clears throat> as far as the healing of affliction, is that what you're asking me? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, actually, you got to understand something. Even with, even though we say the mothers, you got to understand something. The the fathers, even the even the children, uh, they're going to go through something too with this. Right. Did you did you hear me? Right. Yes. They're gonna go through something too. Even though we say say mothers, we we include the whole family because the fathers are parents also. We we don't we don't disinclude them. Good. We do not disinclude them at all. Okay. Um, we have a couple of callers on the line. Um, they actually just disconnected. But, Miss Faye, how do you go about contacting somebody that you would like to take advantage of the service that you provide in your organization? Is there a, a, a formula that you use? Do they contact you? How does that work? Well, with us just getting started, we're going to have to put ourselves out there, and that's what we're doing right now is just putting ourselves out there. And and right now I'm actually <clears throat> going by the news reports that I'm getting on these deaths because that's the best way that we can get it right now until things just really get off the ground with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So one of the things that you would need assistance with would be some like marketing and promotion to get awareness up for your organization. Exactly, exactly. And what we're getting ready to do uh, is raise money and have all kind of uh, events to to raise money for 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 all for all these different um, aspects of what we need to do within mm-hmm. the peacekeepers. Because mm-hmm. we know it's going to take a lot. And mm-hmm. Tanya and I are totally aware of this. Mm-hmm. We have and there are uh, things that go ahead, Miss Faye. And there are things that also Captain Dennis is um, actually making making us aware of. And like he said, he's coaching us, and and he's also mentoring me. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot that 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 we're gonna have to do. And I know that. This is a task. It's a journey for me, and it's a journey for 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 Tanya as well. So we we're ready. That's that's all all I can say. We are ready, and we're ready for this journey. Mm-hmm. And because um, we, we both are excited at helping 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 another another mother or father. We're just happy about it. Yeah, and and I know y'all ready, uh, Miss Tanya. She being kind of shy on the radio show. <laughs> She was all the way live on the phone this morning, and that's sort of what I want people to see is that y'all are ready. And, you know, there may be a very sentimental side to what's going on, like Captain Dennis mentioned about the pain that you guys may be carrying, but it's a a lot of joy and a lot of power between the two of you ladies that people don't Exactly, and you know, Anthony, you you're right, Anthony, and 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 I think that that we want the other parents to know that we're we're not just out here talking. We want them to know that that we felt that pain and and we've been through what they they might be going through, and and we've been healed from that through the grace of God. It's not just talk that we're sitting here talking. We we understand what they're going through. But we're just here to, to help them, to heal them, and, 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 and not just with me just saying we're here to do it, but through the grace of God, we're just here to do what God got us to do. Mm-hmm. We um we got a caller on the line. Um, I'm having some technical difficulties. I haven't been able to screen them, but I want to uh, see what kind of question they have. Caller, your mic is live. Do you have a question or a comment? So I, I wanted the phone number for peacekeepers. Um, I have a my cousin was uh, was killed on April 25th, and I'm trying to find out some resources for uh, for his mom and um, some different maybe coping mechanisms or um, just resources that may be available to her because um, she's still uh, grief stricken. Mm-hmm. How long ago had that happened? April 25th. That was this year, I do believe. That's a uh, caller from my hometown. I'm familiar with that situation. That just happened this past April. Uh, Let me ask you something. Do you mind having her give me a call? Um, Give the number. The uh, 478. You want the 478 number? Yeah, give give her the 478. 
390-0395. There you go. She asked for, she asked for the peacekeeper number as well. They give her that, that 1-800 number, too. Mm-hmm. Hold up. It's 1-888-692-8872. Hey, thank you, Anthony. You know I got your back. You know I got your back. We got another caller, uh, 478. Do you have a question? Yes. Um, my name is Natasha Ballou. Oh, that's my and, niece. Um, I really don't have a question, but I I, I, I want to ask for some advice um, on due to death because my mom was killed. 19 years ago, and me, my sister, and my brother, we still deal with that. And I just want to know, is it a advocate or some kind of community source that we can get with to talk about this? Because it's kind of hard for us because the guy that killed my mom, he's out. And it, it's like it happened all over again for us. And we just want to know, is it someone or some help that you all can provide for us so that we can deal with this. Although, like I said, it's been 19 years, and we still deal with it as if it was yesterday because he's out and it's, you know, it's very touching for us. So I just wanted to ask you ladies, was it anything that you all can help us with? Can I deal with this one, please? Hmm. Can I deal with this one? Even please. even if we say you can't, you're going to deal with it anyway. Go ahead, Sister Faye. You know please, you Sister ask Faye. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell her that, Sister Faye. This, this is my niece, Natasha. You know, my my nieces have, have gone through a lot with seeing this young man walk the streets. But I try to tell my nieces each and every day to stay prayed up. And learn, and you know, having their hearts to forgive. That's what I try. That's what I. That's what I do tell my nieces and my nephew to just learn to forgive. And yet, it still be really, really hard for them. I ask them to look and just stay prayed up. And sometimes I really don't know with them. They because that was their mother. She was only my sister. And the only other advice that I can give to my niece right now is to just ask, you know, maybe she needs professional counseling. I don't know. But all I know is that the key friend Keep praying, Tasha. You know, I tell you that all the time, just to keep praying. Because well, sometimes Tasha. the devil can get. You that? Ahead, are you talking? Because sometimes the devil can get real, real busy. And, and I know he can get busy and start messing with your mind. But all I keep telling you is just, just stay prayerful. And, to, and, 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 and you got to first forgive. Because I think you have not forgave yet. But just start forgiving. Find it in your heart to forgive. 
Amen. You know what? That's a uh, Miss Tanya. I want. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to bring you in on this part of the conversation. Miss Faith saying, you know, to forgive. That's not easy to do. No, it's not. It, it's not. Brother Dennis and came and preached, and and really, he didn't took me in a whole nother direction. So I'm gonna have to be good. But I'm dealing with the same thing myself because I've been losing sleep for a whole year, and sometimes the spirit and the flesh be battling. I'm talking about sometimes when I get up in the day, I'm just so because I be in the bed wrestling with my own mind. And my own self, and I I don't know how that might sound, Tasha, but I I go through a lot of what you're going through too, because um, I have to look at people every day, and I'm looking, and I'm wondering is is they a suspect? You know, really, I really I have trust issues today, because really i'm i'm in i'm I'm walking around and I'm looking at people and sometimes I don't know if it's the devil or what, but I'd be like, I wonder did they have anything to do with it mm-hmm. you know, and it's deep, you know it's deep. I went to counseling me and my daughter, and we sitting up there, and this the counselor we end up counseling the counselor because mm-hmm. he's sitting up there. All he didn't went through was his wife had a blowout and he had to go call Triple A and all that. And I'm looking at him like I came to you with my problem and you sitting up here talking about a blowout. Mm. That's them the only problems you got, sir. But you finna counsel me. Even my even my nine year old say, Mama, can I go play? You know, she was like, that's a playroom. And now, Mom, can I go play? And and even she went to sleep. But we went to counseling. And they supposed to have been counseling me about the death of my son. But, you know, <clears throat> to make a long story short, I'm really going to say I really believe the only one can give you peace is the good Lord. And you have to stay prayed up constantly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, because it's a battle, and it really scares me when you say that was 19 years ago. Because I'm really sitting here saying, Lord, Captain Dennis, you got to pray with this sister here. Because if I got 19 years to go through this, somebody gonna get hurt, hmm. and I know it ain't gonna be me, <laughs> you know. Hmm. But really, that's that's a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> it, it really is. But we got to we we just gonna have to work together, and, and when we have moments that we need somebody to talk to, I thank and pray to God that Captain Dennis and Faith is in my life to where I got some powerhouse. I got somebody international that I can talk to and just calm me right on down because uh, I don't know how I could have made it. Hmm. Um. We down to the last ten minutes of this program. Um, before we give out the contact information for everybody again, I want to bring Captain Dennis back one more time. I, I'm uh, excuse me, ladies, for taking up time in your show. Uh, Sister Faith say 
that I'm scared of Captain Dennis, but it's really that I have so much respect for this individual because I know where his heart is at and how serious he is about what it is that he is doing. I got a question for you, Captain Dennis, and and I'm putting um, everybody else's mic on mute so that you can get through this real quick so we can get back to them. Uh, and and this is directed towards the individual that called in earlier, the young lady from my hometown. And I'm sorry about your loss, the loss of your uh, cousin. Your aunt is, you know, I'm sure going through a, a serious moment from losing uh, her son in such a tragic way. But this ain't nothing to play with, is it, Captain Dennis? When people reach out to you guys, they need to be sincere, cause cause you're not playing, oh. are you? Oh man, I, I mean, listen, the magnitude of what? In other words, you ever heard? The, you know, we opening up Pandora's box, and 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 two things I want to comment. I want to comment on Sister Faye's niece. I want everybody to know, to forgive don't mean to forget. And to forgive sometimes does not give us satisfaction. But what forgiveness do give us is a peace of mind. Let the other person lose sleep. Forgiveness is not for the offender. I mean, the offend, the one who offend, but the one who has been offend. So that is... It's hard. I know it's easy said than done. I love Sister Tanya. She keep it 100. I love her spirit. All of us is work in progress. You know, there'd be some days if somebody don't, if God don't send an angel to give me a chill out day, you ain't seen me off the chain. You talk about, you know, uh, to jangle off the chain. (laughs) Chapter dinner's off the chain. But I'm not saying to any mother, now to the to the sister that's from your hometown. They are sincerely trying to bring some closure. But Sister Tanya said it well. To be honest, y'all, only God, I'm I'm not going to sit here and tell you we got a remedy. Only God sincerely can give you peace. And if you sincerely seek it, there's going to be moments, yes, there's going to be moments where there's trepidation and, and anger and, and, and you see somebody, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But you have to be strong. And not only is tragedies, but I'm saying Sister Faye and Sister Tanya, it ain't people who just suffered the loss of their life. But imagine someone who's been sexually assaulted. Imagine a child that's been molested. Imagine a woman that's been raped and the accuser gets away. Imagine that. So pain, this thing is deep. There are people who get, who go down a certain road because of these kinds of things. Nobody want to talk about our women being sexually taken advantage of by family members. That's a taboo. We still want to keep in the closet, but there's hardly a woman 
who's listening that has not been a victim to it. What about that pain? There's so much pain in our community that we're just beginning to topple this. I would like to see us set up as the peacekeepers, Brother Anthony, a counseling team. So when there's a tragedy, look at it. Every time you hear about a shooting and a tragedy in white people's school, they send in counselors to counsel the students who had not only lost a fellow uh, friend, a fellow uh, a student, a fellow teammate, we don't have a counseling session, a counseling team to send in our schools, and our kids are losing friends every day, but nobody's helping them to cope. Let's loan the mother. So our children are walking around with this kind of burden. Of They become desensitized. They become desensitized. They're no longer human beings because nobody is getting them through a healing process because we're trying to heal. Oh, this thing is deep. But we have to start somewhere. The journey of a thousand miles, dear family, begins with one step. We're not going to be able to solve it all. But I like what the sister said. Is there a team? Yes, we got to have public forums. We have to have sessions where you get a chance to get it off your chest. We are in the nation of Islam. We're going through what you call audited, which is in, in Scientology, is where we get with somebody who can help us get through of the pain of having some kind of harm dealt to us. And that's deep subconsciously in our mind. That's called an auditing session. I go through it because there's things that we've gone through in our life that we don't even know that's still in our mind that have affected our opinion. As Sister Tanya said, how you look at people, how you judge people, how you don't trust nobody no more. You are losing part of your humanity when you hold this kind of stuff. You're no longer a whole human being. You have a human being. In order for us to get back to be human beings again, God's got to help us to heal us. So I say, God, bless Sister Faye. Bless Sister Tanya. Bless many women who can help us to heal our family. And when it comes to the men, yes, I'm going to work with the brothers to try to help them to get through this very difficult moment. But it's healing, family. We call it atonement. Yes, we need to learn to atone to one another. Atonement is eight steps where we ask each other forgiveness. We have to atone as men. We have to ask our women, sisters, please forgive us because we have failed you as men. To our sons, please, sons, forgive us because we have abandoned you as fathers. We got to look to one another. Forgive me, brother, for violating you. We got to be able to look at our mothers. Forgive me, mother, for not being the son that I should be. We have to atone to one another, which is the step to start the healing process because all of us on this phone have offended somebody. Have we went to them and said, forgive me? You mean I had took nobody's life, but we have offended somebody. We have cheated with some man's wife. We have cheated with some man, with some woman's husband. Have we went and asked them to forgive us so we know the process forgive? So the Bible says, judge not and let not be judged. So when we talk about how many times should we forgive somebody, they ask Jesus that question. He said, should we forgive them 70 times? Jesus said, 70 times 70. That's what we have to do. That's what we have to do. Ain't no stopping in forgiveness. 
How many times should I forgive somebody? How many times do you want God to forgive you? That's how many times you forgive somebody. That's a simple question. How many times should I forgive, Brother Dennis? How many times do you want God to forgive you? That's how many times you forgive. Let us start the process. Don't look at somebody who wronged us. Look at how we wronged somebody. Then you know how hard forgiveness is. So I'm sorry, hey. brother, to take up your time. But I hope I answered your question, sir. Please forgive me. More than, more, more than, more than you, you, you always aim, you know, you always do the job, Captain Dennis. That's why I called on you to close out. If Sister Faye or Miss Tanya or Brandy have anything to say in closing, uh, your mic is live. My name is Tanya. Well, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to say my name is Tanya. I think Captain Dennis closed out well, and I'm present for peace. Y'all have a good evening. I'm Faye Alexander, and I want everybody to know I'm present for peace. And the young lady in Chicago, please give me a call. I'll be more than happy to talk with your aunt. More than happy to talk with her. Thank you, Miss right. Faye. Brandy, what what you got I to say, Miss Jackson? Definitely want to thank everyone uh, that has come on tonight. And I uh, want to thank my host, Anthony King. And you always can call in everyone, sweet 213-943-3618. And have a great evening. Happy birthday, Brandy. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we have uh, several people on the line listening. I want to say thank you to them. Much appreciation to Captain Dennis. He uh, is extremely busy. It was a blessing to have him on the show today. Um as well as Miss Tanya and Miss Faye. Uh everybody have a blessed Sunday. Um this is the Rook Show.
morning and in the And every day I pray The guy that protect I hold ya Destiny for me. Illinois. 